Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by BetSperts. Welcome to The Deep Dive. Andy, we are on to week four. We get to put a bow on the first quarter of the NFL season today. Is it a quarter anymore, Drew? No, because they effed it up. But what, what, do you, what would you call a part approximate of approximate to a quarter? I mean, I guess we just need to use the fractional word for a sixth. We are close to putting oh, a bow on the fourth, the fourth seventeenth of the NFL season. See, there's 18 weeks though. Yeah, but there's so only 17 we... games. So, but you know, a quarter would constitute you know a quarter of the games each team has played. I would say three, not a quarter of the weeks. Three weeks times six though that fits in. So a sixth of the season. Was was already done. I don't know, man. A little more whoa, than whoa, a sixth. A little more than a sixth. A little more than over. a sixth. Yeah, because not quite buys, a fifth. I don't know, man. Yeah. I was yeah. Sorry for the math right off the bat, but yes, it was a fun <laughs> weekend. Closing with and uh, honestly, the of all the halftime shows we've done, have we had one that went went properly went, right off the our, bat? No, not. It's been a while. The Cowboys <laughs> one with the pick six. It's been a while. Usually, it's like it's, it's usually while. like hey. On the under and and then yeah. there's like a 60 yard bomb like oh they're the <laughs> oh great thank you cool now i'm gonna sweat no that was a that was a good way to end the week otherwise i am having a shit start to my uh nfl uh 2021 campaign which You're you know this it. happens uh i the only thing i can kind of hang my hat on is in the years past the best seasons i've had started poorly forces me to grind a little harder that's at least what I tell myself. <laughs> so hopefully that's a good indicator of things to come. Uh, not loving the week four card, honestly. Uh, this is a tough, a little bit of a tough market, I think, this week. Um, you have some, you have, you have to respect that there have been some pretty aggressive adjustments in the eyes of the market on a bunch of teams. Um, oh, dude, if I get to the point where I'm counting on Miles Garrett DPOI to bail out my my season. This is going to be bad. That was I'm just responding to a Sam comment there. Um, but the um, uh, the um, it'll still be fun. But yeah, no. Looking at the looking at the board, like there's some games where there was a pretty obvious opener that reflected a huge reaction from preseason on some teams, and the market just kind of shrugged. Said, yeah, yeah, that's right. And we're going to find out if that is right or not this weekend. Um, but there's a bunch of those games on the card starting right off the top. But <clears throat> I'm fired up. Week four is going to be great. Headed up to the uh, the Rockies this weekend. Fall colors are popping, apparently. Um, Rocky so I'm Mountain excited. High. In fact, actually, yeah, it's going to be a little bit dicey doing the halftime show tomorrow. So we'll uh, we'll touch base on that. But I think I will we'll be available. We'll, pre- be we'll pre-record it. <laughs> like that. Well, that was an ugly half of football, Andy. Oh, yeah, uh, was, what do you think about we, this? We, we probably we should under, do one of those under twenty one. All right, under yeah. twenty one. Let's go for it. We don't have much else to say. Let's uh, let's just go the watch light. some baseball. Enjoy your night. Oof, that and we should we should just, we should attempt it. And be like, oh man, that pass. You guys know Ooh, which one we're talking oh, about. My God, the one from from our guy T Law. Not I mean, great. which I mean, which which coaching decision was more indefensible? The one that Zach Taylor made or the one that Urban Meyer made? I think or, I think we're doing or it. Both. We're doing it right now. <laughs> or all of them. <laughs> um, and b- yeah, before we uh, get yeah. fired up, too, I will mention mm-hmm. because anyone who maybe didn't catch the last one, the Sunday one, or something like that, if you're watching us on Twitter, 
on the live Twitter feeds, which we're going to leave up because it's nice for anyone who wants to just stay in app and watch it. Of course. You cannot comment anymore. Periscope part of it is broke. If you want to come and comment, and we love when you guys comment and talk to each other during the live stream of this, you'll have to come over to the Betsperts Media YouTube channel, and we can see all your comments if you're on YouTube or the Deep Dive Podcast Twitch channel. The Twitch, Twitch channel. Twi- Twitch, Twitch is alive, and the, there's, there's one it's, person over there on Twitch right now. It's starting to become Show more yourself. and more popular, honestly. Um, more and more people are watching on Twitch. Twitch user. Otherwise, so, yeah, let's let's dive yeah, into this. We we joked about cool. the Bengals Jags game. Should we start with that because it is let's, Thursday? Yeah, let's start with it. And let's start with the market adjustment here, first of all, because I gotta tell you what, uh, when we knew this game was coming before the season started, uh, the look ahead line was not seven and a half. It is currently market is saying there is a seven and a half point gap between these two teams. Expectations were low for both the Bengals and the Jaguars coming into the season. People, myself included, were cautiously optimistic that Trevor Lawrence would be able to make an immediate impact for this Jags team. That has not happened. Uh, However, uh, (laughs) there's been an adjustment from the look ahead, which was Cincinnati minus two and a half now out to minus seven and a half. Uh, the little, in, little column A, little column B, though, right, Drew? I, I would say yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Joe yeah, Burrow, yeah, yeah. yes, Joe Burrow, not as not as far from 100% as we were led to believe in the preseason. Trevor Lawrence, much farther from 100% than we had hoped to start the season. Urban Meyer, one foot out the door, as opposed to building something long here in Jacksonville, which is wild. Uh, Zach Taylor still making completely insane decisions as a head coach of his football team, despite being two and one to this point in the season. Uh, absolutely wild. Um, you know, their their wins, you know, a little bit of a suspect win against the Vikings in terms of just how it was done in overtime with the fumble recovery, uh, but still a hard fought win. Uh, they played hard in that game. They went for the jugular. They didn't, you know, they didn't, uh, uh, you know, play for the tie late. They played for the win, which is always fun to see. Um, and then uh, just an absolute ass kicking of the Pittsburgh Steelers last week. So good job by you, Cincy. Um, Jacksonville still looking for their first win. Total right now sitting at 46. We saw this open 45 and a half. A little bit of a tweak up to 46. Not as much of a move to the over as I would have expected considering these two defenses are sus, to say the least. Oh, sus. Um, but yeah, situational impacts matter. Jaguars have a rookie quarterback and a rookie head coach, and they're playing on a short week. So the likelihood that they have all the wrinkles, if there even are any, <laughs> in Urban Meyer's offense, uh, then we're not going to see them probably on this short week. <sighs> Stay away. This is, yeah, this is going to be like... Uh... Pretty Larson's beautiful face. Zero wrinkles. I don't think they have any. <laughs> There's not going to be any. They they haven't Brie shown Larson. any. What made you? They have Brie Larson. I'm I'm a I'm a Brie Larson. Miss Marvel. Oh, she she's been great. And honestly, she can do serious stuff too. Room was really good. Um, yeah, Urban Oscar Urban Martin. hasn't Urban hasn't shown me anything from a game planning standpoint. Like the most exciting thing to happen this season was Arizona making a super boneheaded idea of kicking a field goal from their own 30. Like it just, it's, it's just not going good. Things are things. There were signs. There were early signs, <laughs> the coach hiring, the Tebow thing. I mean, some of the early comments have been rough. So I'm, I'm not quite there with this number. 
my power numbers can't get there. Like I like the no, Bengals. They have some they have some defensive players that I like. That I think the two biggest surprises for me and the reason I have been upgrading the Bengals a little is our biggest worry in the offseason was Burrow's injury was kind of bad. Like, is he ready? There were comments and there were some quotes and we're like, shit, is he is he gonna be good to go to start the season? Is he be hundred percent? He's looked pretty good. And a couple of these young players, and I, I mean a couple of just uh, games that we've seen this defense play half decent ball, which we weren't super expecting. Coaching probably still gonna hold them back, but this is gonna be weird if they end up with like a winning record, you know, miss the playoffs, but end up like eight and nine, nine and eight, somewhere in there. And mm. like do you fire the coach after that because it's an improvement. So weird, weird year for the Bengals. Obviously, the schedule isn't always gonna be um I guess you get the Steelers again, which is apparently an easy one for them. But they 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 do have a tough yeah they do have a tough division, and if they get this one, they're well on their way to being a 500 team, which is something I wasn't quite sure we'd see. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm probably going to throw this in teasers. I can't lay this many points with Zach Taylor. With uh, you know Burrow's been great. Uh, The drop the dropsies that uh, Jamar Chase had in preseason completely gone but they're like you, you can drop this game and just not bet it like it's a it's a teaser for me or nothing i know some people can make a case for the jaguars my numbers make a case for it but under no circumstances will i be backing a not only a rookie head coach but a rookie head coach who doesn't seem to give a shit and a rookie quarterback who's had some issues with an offense that hasn't quite got their their shit going yet so no tanks um yeah, some absolutely great comments in the from the YouTube fellas. Thank you guys, uh, making me laugh over here. Brie Larson, by the way, birthday on Friday. Wish her a happy birthday, and you know, I know you're probably DM with her. Um, turning, I almost uh, said Brie Olson. That's a whole different person. Yeah, that is a whole different person. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I'll let the, I'll let the chat catch up to that. So I don't know anything. Anything else on Thursday? We'll be here at halftime. Maybe Drew will be in the mountains. Yeah, no, uh, we'll we'll try we'll try to we'll try to make it work. Um, the uh, you cracked me up. The um, uh, Jamar Chase, rookie of the year, number insane to you? Just absolutely stupid. No fucking. I'm chance. probably gonna do a write up on the rookie of the year numbers tomorrow. Like, there's probably some value. Somebody somebody said something about taking uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence as uh, rookie of the year this morning. I'm going to look at all the schedules. I know a couple people, including our friend uh, Hector, SH8 model. He uh, he put together like uh, there's several people that have like, uh, what do you call it? Remaining strength of schedule stuff left. I'm going to yeah. look at that. I'm going to look at some like situational stuff and see how the, the red, the rookies have the rest of the year to go and see if maybe there's some value. So maybe uh, some T-Law. I guess here's the, here's the thing real quick about the rookies. <clears throat> they are sucking right now. Like, mm-hmm. utter, like absolutely sucking the quarterbacks that I'm talking about, of course. Um, again, which is not something we expected because they all had live arms in the preseason. And like, oh, by the way, they all had a fucking preseason. Like Justin Herbert didn't have an offseason last year and he came in and he broke the all time record. Like, I guess we are. I, I guess with I Anthony was Lynn. completely with Anthony Lynn. Yeah, I guess I was completely spoiled about what to expect out of this class. But to this point in the season, either between the situations they are in or the coaches they're paired with or all of the above, it's they the have thing, stunk. Yeah. And, um, I, and yeah, yeah. But here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. They won't for the whole season. There will come a time 
probably in October, this next upcoming month, there will become a time when we will start to say, oh, look at him. He's turning the corner. It might be this week for some of these guys, for all I can tell you. Uh, it might be this week for Trevor Lawrence. He might put up points on the on the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. I find 46 points to be laughably low um, if you get even an average performance out of what we expected from Trevor Lawrence coming into the season. Um, so Yeah, just, just some baseline middle of the road play for most of the season and a few wins. So it'll, it'll that's why I'm going to dig into some of these schedules and start watching, like watching their games a little closer, even the ones I'm not bet on. I'll, I'll, uh, yeah. I'll, so I'll bet some stuff. I guess what I'm just saying is we will get to the later in point in the season where one or multiple of these guys will start to play well. And at that point, the award will be theirs to lose right now. Yeah. Mac Jones being the favorite is fine just because he's on the, in the most, competent situation um but ultimately one of these guys who's a quarterback will emerge it may even be trey lance for all we know so you know, there's I still a think, decent chance it is so yeah, I, I i do not think offensive rookie of the year market is bettable right now even at the numbers we're looking at for uh you know even with the fact that the number on chase is insane in my mind um i was hoping maybe, it, it'd show some value but who knows um let's washington football team at Producer Dan's Atlanta Falcons. Dan has had nothing nice to say about the Falcons all year. He's a very harsh critic to them, <laughs> and he isn't wrong. Their offensive line stinks. This is a this is an, a pandemic, not a pandemic. We actually had a real pandemic, endemic of the league. There's some really, really bad offensive lines out there right now, and some of it is because of injury, but Atlanta's is just based on you know what they trotted out there this year yeah losing to the falcons was really 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 poor on the giants part that makes me like really really feel for what's going on up there from a coaching standpoint and just from a leadership standpoint in, uh in the giants but they got a win last week and i still had to downgrade them a little bit yet like they went down a titch and washington coming off a uh shellacking i suppose mm -hmm. heading down to atlanta this is a back-to-back -back. um atlanta teaser leg is in that teaser zone but with a you know with an offense like they have and Pitt's not really getting super involved yet and the offensive line being bad and this is going to be a theme of stuff i talk about this week because we're going to come up in a couple games but uh, when you have positional matchups and you have a half decent positional matchup, or let's say you have a, a positional group that's half decent versus a very poor one. And the biggest example I'm going to use is Tennessee looked really, really good from a pass rush standpoint. They don't have a good pass rush. The Colts made them look good. Same thing kind of happened. Washington does not have a bad defense. We said they'd take a step back. Their pass rush is still good. Just Buffalo was a good enough offense and they worked around it. Like Washington is not a bad defense and this is a sick ass matchup for them. It's a horrible offensive line. Washington's defensive line should eat here. If I had to bet, I'd probably just not even think about this teaser and take some Washington. I don't like the, I don't like the matchup though with the back to back and it's just not a game. I'm super excited about getting involved with either way, but I'd, I'd lean Washington and this total is probably right where I need it to be. I don't have a ton to say other than, that's what's scaring me off using Atlanta as a teaser leg is the fact that this pass rush could cause some havoc, could have some turnovers, some defensive scores, things of that nature, crab rangoons, all that. Crab rangoon, a lot of crab rangoons and things of that nature possible. Sure. Uh, I played the under here. 
Um, I think this is too high. I think a 40, a high 40s at this point for an Atlanta offense, considering what Matt Ryan is doing out there. That's pretty fair. Uh, yeah, considering the Art Smith scheme still in its absolute infancy, if it ever gets, if it ever, if it's not stillborn, it's um, a zygote. <laughs> the uh, couple points that I wanted to make about this game, besides just the fact that I think the total is too high. Um, pass rush, you brought up a lot of good points about that. And I don't want to say that the pass rush for the Washington football team is overrated. Uh, clearly, the defense was overrated coming into the season because yeah, defense. As you already ought to know, if you've been listening to this program for more than five minutes, we think of defense as relatively a, a, a composite reflection of who you have played, much more so than it is, uh, you know, especially the metrics. Like the metrics really just reflect who have you played. Um, look no further than, you know, some of the examples in the current, uh, you know, EPA per play defensive stats. Um, pass rush matters in two moments. Are you playing a team with a bad offensive line or a bad quarterback? Do you have a lead? Because that's when you can absolutely get after it for the with the uh, with the pass rush, and you can make those you know game changing plays. You can put away a seven point lead if you you know you let your guys t- you know you know pin their ears back and go after the quarterback on every obvious passing down because the other team's in a must pass situation. Uh, and you know you're playing a little bit of prevent defense. You're going to give up the short pass, but the other team's trying to gain yards in chunks, so they're going to try to let the play develop a little bit more. Uh, and your pass rush, if you have guys like Chase Young, is going to get home, and they're going to re- they are going to wreak havoc. Um, and so Washington, if they get a lead in this game, you know, good night, good night. Like really good could night, see Irene. you really could just see a rerun of what we saw with Philadelphia, Atlanta. Um, you know, like I'm entirely expecting that that is on the table. Um, and then on the flip side, Heineke, even though he was serviceable week two against the Giants, was awful last week. You know, lots of high leverage turnovers. Uh, I can entirely envision a, a you know a Brian Rivera sitting down in the quarterback room with this guy and saying, "Hey, man, you got to cut out the turnovers, or you're going to lose your job." At which point, uh, you know, Heineke probably isn't taking those chances. He's running a little bit more conservative offense, which. You know, not going to scrub the scoreboard here. So either way, I love this under. Um, my favorite total on the board is this under. And I have to tell you, it's what do you think is you know changing the subject entirely? What's going on with the market and the Washington football team? Because they have been bet now four weeks in a row. And you can look at the opening line with the Giants and say, yeah, that was four. It got bet to three. Every time that number hit three, somebody came in and put a dump truck of money on Washington. And that continued last week. They got bet down from nine to seven. That week one, they flipped favorites against the Chargers. They got bet out to almost three. Uh, and again, this week, they were dogs on the opener here against the Falcons. It's been bet out to one and a half. Is somebody martingaling? Somebody with just like an enormous I, bankroll just martingaling Washington until they finally cover the spread? Yeah, it haven't made sense. And that's why, like, I'm not betting this. Uh, I have these teams. I have Washington as my 23rd best team, which is to say they're better than Atlanta. But <laughs> um, yeah, that again, that's why I'm not betting this. Like, I don't understand. Oh my gosh, I'm on, on 23rd as well. Oh man. Really? Hey, yeah. look at that. Where, where do you have Atlanta though? Uh, 24. 26 for me. Ooh. I'm a little lower. Really? Yeah, sorry. So really? yeah, I don't, I don't have a ton to say in the Washington market. I, I don't understand it. I don't know who's coming in on it, but I, I wish them all the luck in the world, I guess. I don't know. 
<laughs> good, good luck. Best of good luck, luck to you. Yeah, good luck doing that. Best of luck to you, good sirs. Okay, let's move on to Detroit at Chicago. <clears throat> this number's stupid. It's crazy. The Bears are now minus two and a half. Yeah. The look ahead here was six. The preseason was five and a half, six, depending on where you were looking. Um, Detroit's not good, uh, but they've been playing hard. And I guess the fact that Detroit playing hard has gotten the respect of the market compared to the Bears, who had a complete and utter lack of preparation in week three. Um, there may be something going on with Fields besides just the way that Nagy has crafted the offense around him. He may have some injuries situation going on with his hand wrist. I don't know. Um, but the way that they were utilizing him in that game made zero sense. Um, this was the game we had circled preseason of, boy, that would be a nice time to deploy Fields finally. And uh, sure enough, uh, it has come and the market wants nothing to do with the Chicago Bears, despite the fact they're at home, despite the fact that the last time they were at home, they were plucky, um, you know, they were bet against in this exact same way versus Cincinnati and won convincingly. Um, and I mean, we're expecting fields will take, you know, we'll, we'll take this, the QB1 snaps that. here. Um, but at the same time, having said all that, I want no part of whatever's going on with this quarterback, coach, front office, ownership, fan situation in Chicago. This is an absolute hot mess. Uh, it's unraveling extremely quickly. Um, and you, the, the, it can't be overlooked that the Lions are playing hard. They don't look like they know their own three. They don't look like they know that they stink and that they, they didn't hear no bell. <laughs> they didn't hear no bell. No, like I, I bet the Lions. <laughs> like I took the Lions, and I don't feel good about this ticket, but I had to. Like uh, I'm, I'm down to under a point for home field for basically everybody. It's a yeah, divisional sure. game. It's not a big travel spot, and really, like this. All right, little uh, come to Jesus meeting here with everybody. This is the part of the season where you have to really, really be humble and of course. be humble, be, be, stay humble, stay hustling. But you really have to take, take a look in the mirror and say, Hey, dipshit, you were wrong. You were wrong about the Andy. You were wrong about the Cardinals. You were wrong about the Rams. Probably. Hey, you were right about Washington. Throw in one of those. Like, yeah, you have one. Like, Hey, you, you were right about throw Don't in some, you were right. yourself. <clears throat> I, I think Dan Campbell is a better coach than Matt Nagy. <laughs> Say that out loud. He he's a psychopath. He said some like he got this weird <laughs> he got this weird stigma because he said stupid shit in the media. But he is a better motivator of men right now because they don't they have a bad roster and they don't have yes. any receivers. They are making an offense with you know scotch tape and popsicle sticks basically hey we have a receiver back and we have some wide receiver tight ends like we're gonna see what we can do with this and it's not been horrible all things considered like they're playing they're playing pretty hard on defense i've said it numerous times this week been impressed with the front seven and yeah i took him at three andy that was well said he that there there when you're the head coach of a, a professional football team you wear many hats and one of those hats is getting the most out of your players. And Dan Campbell is doing that 
period. And he's not doing it in a way that is going to burn through like the Joe Judge way, right? Like there were some times last year where we were saying the same thing about Joe Judge and the Giants and hold on to your hats because we will get there. But, you know, I would say Dan Campbell is doing it in a way that has, it's more the Mike Tomlin way, right? It's more in the, like he absolutely has that locker room playing for him and they are enjoying themselves despite yeah. losing. And also he's, because he is a psychopath, he is being aggressive and it's actually like a plus EV strategy. Like one of the hidden plus EV things that you can do as a coach and accidentally me, aggressive. He's not doing it because he believes in the Excel sheet. <laughs> he's not doing it because he's the next Bill Gates, <laughs> but he's doing it. And that's all that matters, right? Like that's all that matters. And ultimately as this team gets more talented, as they presumably upgrade the quarterback position, they might be good that they are. I don't know that he has the scheme really which is a key element that we need, have yet to see. <clears throat> they certainly don't have the defensive personnel strength-wise or defensive, you know, you know, any strength on the defensive side of the ball. So all that said, maybe 42 is a little low. Maybe if Matt Nagy actually, you know, calls the good plays, this gets, you know, this gets into the mid to high 40s. I want no part of it. So let us move on to another stinky game that I kind of walked into a bear trap in. Uh, and you can have a good laugh with me about it. <laughs> or laugh at me, I guess. Uh, the Tennessee Titans take on the New York Jets in the Meadowlands. <clears throat> the New York Jets are a team that has not had a good start to their season. They are 0-3. The last two times out, they were miserable in terms of trying to cover the spread. Uh, the offense is rating at a level that we haven't seen in a long time in terms of futility. Uh, Zach Wilson's EPA per play in neutral game situations is so low that it's off the chart, really, which is tough to, you know, it's tough to square with, uh, you know, the fact that the kid's got an arm. Um, however, he has been under duress early and often, you know, early in the, you know, early in the play count. He's done, he's not processing quickly enough to get the ball out of his hand. He's, you know, the, the play is breaking down on him before he can get through his reads and and he's trying to throw to some some wide receivers that don't have hops let's not let's not uh, entirely put this on zach wilson right yeah that little kid said it best <laughs> that still so cracks me up. all that said they're going up against the titans defense that stinks and can't rush the passer and so if there ever were a time in the early part part of zach wilson's career that he could actually put some points on the scoreboard build a little bit of confidence and show the home team fan you know the hometown fans that that he was not he is not a the next future bust among the jets quarterback room um this is the time and i don't entirely love the titans as a favorite over the last couple of years they had some games they absolutely should have covered easily against the likes of the texans the jaguars uh the Bengals, notably last year that they lost outright um they just don't play especially well as a favorite i don't know what it is um they can't put teams away because they don't have a pass rush. Their coverage isn't good enough. Uh, lots of things. Um, but ultimately, yes, I respect the Titans offense. I respect Ryan Tannehill. But the they still are figuring things out in the absence of their, you know, the the guy that was stirring the pot there last year in Art Smith. Um, and so I think this is going to be a competitive game. I don't see this as a touchdown plus game. Uh, I don't. I I initial line, it was Jets or nothing, Jets or pass. I probably should have passed because the Jets are going to be without Marcus May 
which was a surprise and an, a surprise that I think matters. Um, however, uh, the Jets, I think, can go score for score with these guys. So I probably should have just played the Jets team total over small and uh, and let the uh, seven and a half go. But I played Jets seven and a half this week. So what do you think? Yeah, I don't love it. Uh, Marcus May out is bad. It's very bad for a defense. It has very little talent outside of him. Um, so yuck. But also Tennessee might be without two receivers. And this under has taken some money. Like shout out yeah. to the people that are betting this under. That's probably a good side. This could end up being seriously. Who else besides A.J. Brown? What Julio's kind of dinged up. Oh, is he? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that, that like, would, I, that I, would... I think he, I think he, he, he's done this forever, but like, I think he plays, but a, a dinged up Julio. So yeah, this is a, this is a teaser killer. Says Sam Lipscomb. I don't know. I'll be teasing this one. I'll be teasing everything. Like I, I, I make this. Oh, I had this one close to betting the jets as well as jets are nothing, but I'll still, I'm I'm fine saying I'm on the wrong side of the number. I'm, I'm not going to bet the Jets, even though I can't get this out to seven and a half. It's still teasing it there. Yeah, Dan says Julio didn't practice today, but it could be just a veteran thing. So hopefully he's in for Tennessee backers and hopefully he's out for Jets backers. <laughs> um, but I don't I'm, I don't have a strong take on this. I did mention before that Tennessee's pass rush looked better than it actually is because of what the Colts trotted out there in a quarterback that couldn't move. That's going to make every pass rush look good. So that's not as good as we think. I think the Jets score some points. It'll okay. be it'll be novel. Try something new, Jets. Yeah, I would I would love nothing more for this to be a uh, a Cameron Batson, Chester Rogers, Nick Westbrook, Ikhini type of game for wide receiver for the Tennessee Titans. Um, but uh, I won't hold my breath there. Um, I'm just oh, counting on Zach Wilson to show us anything. This is the time to do it because he's not going to be under pressure. And honestly, just the fact that that he's going to have more than two seconds should be should give him, you know, like in a relative sense, right? You know, like when you're playing on, you know, you're you're playing on the hard courts in tennis and the or the grass and the ball is just flying, and then you get onto the the clay if you're a clay guy and you're like oh my god like it's going it's going especially slow i can get all my shots right this is the same kind of thing hopefully that without guys con constantly in his face that he gives us some sign of life uh otherwise uh this might be the only time i back the chats all season <laughs> yeah and uh, to, to be fair you're looking like you're on the right side i'm just if this closes down at seven i, I hope it does because then i don't have to tease it then I won't like that. Well, nice. I'm, I'm, I, I would just like the Jets to look live in the first half, and I, I would happily come back on uh, on the Titans at a nice there, price there at halftime. Uh, real quick, uh, Titans, a contrarian play at all in Survivor, or just don't probably people it? are people might get scared away from the receiver stuff, and people, uh, I don't know, there, there's probably some people that are just going against Jets every week as long as they can. I don't know. I'm I'm staying I'm staying clear of this one in Survivor. The only plus uh, EV play that I'm seeing among the survivors this week is Buffalo. That's just my numbers, but yeah. Somebody else may differ. Buffalo probably wins. Cleveland, we bet at Minnesota. We bet this on the open. It was a pick. I got minus 108. Feel good. It bounced to two. There's been a little resistance there. The Vikings offense is good. Um even with a backup running back, because running backs don't matter. Scheme matters. And Madison is actually an able-bodied uh, 
you know, back. Maybe that's where you're going to see some Minnesota resistance. People are going to get excited that Dalvin Cook is back. That does not change anything for me. This is a much, much better defense. It's a good thing. Yeah, it's a good thing, honestly. This is a much better defense than the garbage we saw Seattle trot out and a better coaching staff. That was the biggest problem. I don't know if the defense was the biggest problem last week with Seattle. It was the coaching staff making some odd decisions and not being aggressive with with a lead, not doing some things that are conducive to keeping a lead and winning a game. Covering a game would have been nice. And, yeah, this is a a better coaching staff, a much, much, much better defense, and an offense that I don't think was asked to do very much last week and was on the wrong side of variance. Like they had a couple of fourth downs that were just maybe not the best – you know, plays called, but also they, they were stopped. They should have had more points. This is a good offense. This is a good team. They lost to a very, you know, a very good chiefs team, despite what their record is and have looked good. Otherwise, so Cleveland did. I love this play. I, I don't know if I'd still play it too. I think I probably would. Cause it doesn't, I mean, it'd be a lot cooler if you had a better number, but this would still be a play for me. I, I may, I make this, I make this over three right now. And I've given I've given Minnesota some credit in my power numbers for some things. Yeah, I just I do too. And and then finally, like uh, if you were game planning for Kirk Cousins, like it would be cool if you had someone who knew him well, like Kevin, <laughs> Kevin Stefanski. Like that's just uh, it's a silly a little narrative. If you did, yeah, yeah, silly little narrative, but it, it's probably a little bit true. And that's oh yeah, no, that's no, no, I don't that's think my whole thing there. So I don't think yeah, that's entirely Browns. narrative city, but yeah, no, the just the real it's a bad thing. offensive line. Like, oh, you yeah. didn't even mention. Uh, yeah. The Browns have a Dalvin Cook stopper in JOK. JOK. <laughs> he is the quintessential Dalvin Cook stopper. Um, the uh, realistically, though, the Browns defense was so 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 good last week. I really would love to see them continue to play at that level. I, I they're going to be without Greg Newsom, who has been a nice uh, kind of addition as a rookie cornerback, but they can backfill with Greedy Williams, which I'm kind of I'm perfectly fine with. This is going to be a very interesting test for them, though, because if things go the way I think, and if this is a um, you know Browns can get out to a lead with the pass. And you know, put a little scoreboard pressure on Minnesota. And Minnesota then diverts, you know, you know, reverts to the plus EV Minnesota, where they are just passing on early downs to Jefferson and Thielen. Then you're gonna. This is gonna be a fantastic test. Those guys can get open so fast, and they are such crisp route runners, and they have so much chemistry going on right now with Kirk Cousins. That um, you know, we are going to have. You're gonna have to see rock solid man coverage from the Browns corners. To, to let uh, let Miles Garrett be the deciding factor in this game in the second half. Yeah. That's my read. And e- even with Newsom out, where it matters, um, much better defensive line versus a bad offensive line, and they should have the advantage with a good offensive line versus an improving pass rush from Minnesota, but still not nearly on the level of Cleveland's. And both secondary, I like. I would take Cleveland's secondary ten times out of ten. So. In the spots where it matters, I think Cleveland has a big advantage, and they get this done. Yep, I hope five that's more the case. Sa- five more sacks. I laid the points too. Care. Yeah, I laid yeah. the points too. Browns, <clears throat> let's go. Oh, that's out to minus two, minus one fifteen. Oh, cool, yep. cool, 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 cool. I was you. I get nervous when we get to the middle of the week and there's resistance on some of the stuff that we like. The fact that that one has moved a, a scooch, a scotch more, hasn't gotten quite out to three. That's fine. I, I'm with you. My uh, my fair Good there matter. is three. My fair is three and a half. So. Uh, I'm happy being under three for the Brownies. Let's go Browns. Let's move on to uh, let's go Browns. This one was the easiest to scratch 
for me personally. Really? Be- oh yeah, I have no, I, I, it. I have no interest in this game. But I will set the table for you, and I would love to hear your uh, reasoning because honestly, the Jacoby Brissett experience is not for me. <laughs> the uh, the Carson Wentz experience also not for me. Uh, I probably will play the Colts again at some point this season, but they need to absolutely turn things around. And, you know, Frank Reich has done before. He started 0-4 one year, and then that team made the playoffs or came close. I can't remember. I think they made the playoffs. Um, but uh, realistically, this is, um, this is these are two teams that are in a little bit of trouble right now in terms of expectations were high coming into the season, and now they both sit in sort of this elimination game state, right? I don't think one and three, you're getting to the playoffs if you're the Dolphins at 0 and four with the Colts. You're you're probably out of the running, even in the very weak AFC South. Um, so, you know, in fact, Colts probably start thinking about do we even start Wentz anymore because we don't want to give up the you know pick one point two or one point yeah, three. Hey, hey, Wentz, guess, yeah, guess what? So, you're injured. Yeah. Oh, Wentz. Uh, oh, somebody stepped on your broken foot. Oh, bummer. Um, yeah. Well, we'll put you on IR there, buddy. Um, no, I, I, the, the total on this one has, uh, let's see, with the total on this one is 43. It has been bet down from 45 and a half. The side has been Rightfully bet so. up and then back down and then sitting at about one and a half across the board at this point. Uh, if you had to, if you forced me to guess, I think it's probably going to two, two and a half on close. I think the Dolphins are going to take a little bit of money here. We saw them take money last week. They rewarded betters. I would expect people walk back to the window to back Jacoby Brissett. Andy, what is the case for taking a side or total in this game? Just my my power numbers aren't super close on these two teams. And I, the, the Jacoby Brissett thing, again, I, I don't make it a downgrade over Tua. And I think what we saw in the first half, a lot of check down stuff was kind of what we're going to see based on this guy wasn't supposed to be the starter easing him in he looked fine though like it wasn't it wasn't bad it was just you're not going to get great out of Jacoby Brissett but he has enough experience he's back home he's I mean he's serviceable and just I mean a few things going against I mean everything is actually going against the Colts here they're in a back-to-back road game they're going down to Miami where it's going to be 85 and humid possibly with some rain everybody missed practice today like everybody and if if Wentz is as mobile as he was last week, he's in big trouble again. Like that, that's, they probably, you know, that that was a weird box score. Like the Colts played better than that score showed. But again, Doyle didn't play practice day. Fisher didn't practice. Quentin Nelson didn't practice day. Quiddy Pay, Braden Smith, uh, Darius Leonard, none of those guys practiced today. If like half of those injuries go the wrong way and they are bound to going down to Miami on a back-to-back road game, with all those injuries and a hobbled quarterback, Two, three, I, by the way, yeah, Colts I, on the road again next week. I have to, yeah, that, and I almost, I said that to somebody earlier today. I said I almost laid off this game, and said, God, I hope they play good, and then we mm-hmm. can take Baltimore so hard because there's only like three back to back to back roads all year, and this will be one of them. They have to go to Baltimore next week, yeah, which could say if they don't get this done, that is the absolute death knell for their season. So, I mean, just. Yeah, the back-to-back going to Miami in the late summer, early fall with all these injuries and where my power rankings have these teams. Dick Joe, Kobe Brissett be damned. I sold this out to two and a half at plus money. Okay. Um, only, only 88 today. Uh, yeah. 
I don't have a I don't have a uh, I don't have a, a red team case for you here. I don't think that you're, that's the wrong handicap. No, I just uh, I make it like three point four. You make this three point four. Wow, I gotta relook at I, my numbers. I guess I, I'm at I'm at one and a half on the nails here, and I've I'm making indie. I'm making a pretty heavy. Pre-season. I'm making a pretty heavy quarterback based I mean, adjustment. I mean, my market prior on Indy was relatively high. Like, what was Indy's win total this year? They were it's ten, like <laughs> it's <laughs> it's t- it's going to take me a while to have a fair price on Indy if they're this bad. Honestly, if they're this yeah. bad, because that's a huge, huge downgrade offensively from what was expected. And again, we didn't, we weren't, we weren't there. <laughs> I wasn't at ten for these guys, but I still was not so far off market that I can now see value in this one um okay all right i uh i will cheer for you go dolphins go fins go they were big for me last week uh you know getting that uh, cover against the raiders um should have been a hell of a lot easier than it was but so be it let's move on to carolina at dallas the Widowmaker spot that i did not take I want to know if you are involved in this one carolina is coming off of (laughs) carolina is coming off of thursday night football Dallas is coming off of Monday night football, which means Dallas is on a short week. Carolina had extended time to prepare for this game. Carolina is dealing with some injuries, notably to Christian McCaffrey, although the market's growing up. The market is growing up. From what I can tell you, the adjustment for Christian McCaffrey in or out of this game was zero. It did not. It does not look like people really made much uh, of an adjustment to Carolina. Uh, Carolina also lost loses J.C. Horn for extended time, but uh, they trade for C.J. Henderson, who also might not play. So who knows? Um, but three okay. no Panthers get their first real test of the season. They are four and a half point dogs currently at the Cowboys. There was an initial move from the look ahead out to Cowboys five, it's come back to four and a half. So basically there was like a, uh, 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 uh let's not give the, the Cowboys an adjustment. Uh, 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 the, uh, so basically we're back to where we thought we were between these two teams before the Cowboys put on that spectacular ass kicking on Monday night football. Um, the Cowboys offense is a truck right now. And we covered this at length at the halftime show. So I feel a little redundant regroup, you know, recapping all of this, but the way that Dak Prescott is playing right now is superlative. And, you know, yes, he's making a couple mistakes is, you know, he's not as mobile as you would like to see. Uh, you know, he's, he's getting sacks and, you know, he's getting sacked and fumbled a little more often than you would like considering the pass pro has been so good. Um, but it doesn't really matter because they have a couple of, they have a couple of the plays that you, just absolutely love to see when you back a team, right? Like they have in their back pocket, they got the one where they roll the two tight ends out and they're 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 layered and they're hitting every gap. And it's like, well, who are they going to cover? It doesn't matter because one of them's going to be open, right? And Dak Prescott is processing things really quickly on those boots. And uh, yeah, basically, third and medium, third and short, put Dak roll roll Dak Prescott out, and he's going to. Get you the he's going to move the chains like that's basically how this cowboys offense operates right now i would expect that to continue to work against the panthers however again this is the first relatively serious test that they're going to come up against uh, their defense i guess um i don't know what uh what did you end up taking did you take the Wittermaker spot the uh the extra rest 
Okay. Yeah, even without even without the extra rest adjustment, I made Panthers a little uh a little closer than the four and a half five, where I showed some value on this. I like the Cowboys. I did adjust them up, but you know that they're good. That offense looked great. I don't know how I don't know if I can really get behind the defense yet. I, I want to treat it similarly to hey, guess what? The Browns defense, amazing. But Matt Nagy, Matt Nagy yes. gets the like in hockey, Matt Nagy gets the assist and Justin Fields and that offensive line gets the secondary assist. Yes. Because the, the game plan, the game, the what they did with him was just like always going to get him killed by anyone. So it made a great defense look historically great. So I guess Drew, Drew just gonna leave. Well, I'll just keep talking. I'm sure he'll be back. <laughs> Who just just pops out like that? Is he already in the Rockies? Either way, uh, same kind of thing is going to go for Dallas. Dallas's defense. Here's Drew. He's back. Sorry, Dallas's Dallas defense. You're fine. You're fine. As long as you always come back to me. Dallas's defense looked good at times, but I really want to blame Sirianni and some of the things they were doing with that offense for some of it. Although they mm-hmm. have some nice young pieces where it might not be just an absolute sack of shit like we've seen for a couple of years. So I'm hopeful, but I'm not sold on the Dallas defense. Yes, the Dallas offense is where I had them at the beginning of the season. I've given them some upgrades based on Dak's injury was scaring me, and I don't think I'm scared of that at all right now. So I just can't get to four and a half yet for this, especially once you factor in the short rest for Dallas with a suspect head coach and a long time to prepare for Carolina with the 10 days to prep. So, yeah, Micah Parsons, he's going to be good, I think. So even it's nice Penn State finally puts him in the league that's going to be good. Sorry about the Giants having uh, a dud, but interesting that you uh, you're generally pro Cowboys and you've generally been anti Panthers. I feel like so the fact that you will take the Panthers in the spot has my attention. I guess um, yeah, it, sh- it should be like a three. <laughs> I just I just okay. can't I, I can't get it here. Um, Cowboys also, by the way, not just with a short rest, but coming off of Monday night football game now playing in the early slot. So like the momentous of this game is significantly down from what they just went through, uh, you know, against a, a rival getting an, an, an NFC East win, getting, you know, the coverage that they get after the fact, blowing you, you them up. You got another and, divisional game on deck. Too. You got the, yeah, I mean, this is, down. this is a, this is a, they, you know, if you look up, letdown spot in the dictionary or sandwich spot this is probably exactly it like there's a lot of situational factors against the cowboys here but i couldn't get involved because getting involved means backing sam darnold when there's a question about i there's a there's a big question that i have about him still he's had time to pass he's played some soft defenses Uh and he's not throwing the ball to Robbie Anderson when he's open, which means he's either not playing with confidence or he's not reading that route often enough. And I mean, are you going to give him a little benefit of the doubt? It's still three games in a new system. Yeah, he may. Yeah, he may. He may get there. They 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 may point that. They may. I'm sure that if I'm Joe Brady's a good guy, you know, Matt Rule, we'll see, but. They're probably in the quarterback room going over the tape like, hey, man, like this was the read. This was the read. You know, look out for this. You got to, uh, you know, they they haven't had to take chances, though, because they haven't been behind. Right. And I I'm still need to see what 
the Panthers look like in comeback mode. Um, and to see that Sam Darnold doesn't turn into uh, the ghost seeing Sam Darnold we remember from last year. Um, and honestly, Cowboys have a player in the secondary in Diggs that I did not expect coming into the season. That kid can cover. He's Hopefully got he good just co- he covers Robbie Anderson because it doesn't matter. That. <laughs> you, you take well, that's with- just it. If I'm Dallas and I'm like, wow, we have one guy who can cover. I'm literally like, okay, you're going to follow DJ Moore all over the field, wherever he goes, you're in his pocket and we'll make them beat us with anyone else. And if Donald can do it, then you're going to win your bet. If he can't, then, you know, there's probably going to, you'll probably have an opportunity to get off at some point because this is going to be, you know, this should be a competitive game. So just like Robbie Anderson, you'll have an opportunity to get off, but just not in somebody's eye. Um, that, uh, maybe maybe Darnold's just a big Sir Purr fan and he took some offense to calling him a bear. They have that CGI be. thing now too there. Like that the Panthers got some weird stuff going on. Yeah, Either way, yeah, kind of numbers play I had to do it. So okay. I'm on the Panthers. Okay. I I don't stop you. I think that every situational angle points in that direction. So you got a lot yeah. going for you. Uh Not did fun. you get what'd you get? Five and a half or four and a half? I got four and a half. Okay. All right. All right. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't grab this one early enough. There's two, that, and one. You didn't that tickle any money line. Out. I probably will. Okay. Get plus one something on there. Plus one. We'll we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll take it a little. Okay. I'll probably I'll um, do I'll do a fun money line parlay once we get to the weekend here. Okay. Uh, Giants at Saints. Skipper Rooney. Um, yeah. This is let's let's spend a minute each on this like i've said enough bad things about the giants already tony was a bad pick saquon's fine but it's you're getting what you've always got from him uh, the daniel dimes run plays have been great though. what daniel jones was a bad pick no Sack they're all these are all bad tony was a bad pick yeah yeah the front andrew thomas has, even you know was not worth where he took where they took them yeah the front office has screwed up everything about this they they who's the oh man the off-season acquisition that was inactive galladay no, 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 no. The someone will get it in the chat. Like Not every apologize. everything they've done has been has been messed up. Boy, it's this is escaping me. It's bothering me. Either way, the it. Giants have have not been good. Okay. And everything they've tried to do, I've said this a couple times now about them. There's like a spectrum of a rebuild, and you have like the Jets who are at the the ground floor, and the Giants think they're like halfway through it and they're not like, they're so much closer to the beginning than they think they are. And having, you know, the offensive coordinator they have having some of the others, you know, the, just the, the play calling you're getting from him. It's, it's never going to turn into a great offense overnight, especially with the pieces they have. So it's, it, it might be a slow the game down kind of thing which you could probably do if Saquon does anything at all. So I, I don't know what the game plan would be here, but I am giving the Saints more Carolina love here. I'm giving the Saints a little more of a pass because uh, the Carolina defense turned out to be better than we thought. So, yeah. you know, like a little little bit of pass on that loss. <laughs> Saints were still, you know, Saints were winners last week, but – it was yeah. kind of because of the way the Patriots played much more so than what the Saints did. Uh, Patriots gave them 14 points. Patriots were miserable on offense. Patriots defense couldn't generate anything. Um, and Jameis Winston is running an offense that I don't understand. Like, I don't know what this is. Like, the, the, the extreme conservatism is troubling uh, in terms of their long-term prospects. Um, and 
Devonte Booker. Oh yeah, yeah, Booker. Yeah, they had John Ross's on IR too. A lot of guys they brought in are just complete non-factors. Um, the um, uh, the problem I guess I have is how you going to lay not seven and a half, eight points with the team that is running that offense, even though now oh, they're finally at home. Oh, they're finally in the Super Bowl. Oh, it's Super Dumb. Oh, they're going to have the home crap. Oh, no, I, I'm not seeing that being a factor here really at all. Um, I could see winning by like two or more. The 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 line, the way the line, yeah. I could see him winning by two or more too. Yeah, there's a decent decent teaser leg, but I'm still I'm back in my head. I'm not ready to get him, you know, get heavily involved with James Winston financially this season. Um, but ultimately, I looked at the spread. It's it's uh it's fat. Uh, this is Giants or nothing. Um, and then. It's easy to pass on a Giants team that is coached by Joe Judge and coordinated by Jason Garrett. I've seen yeah. enough. I've seen enough. I'm probably, um, I, I, teasing a good a good team with a good coach versus a bad team with a bad coach at home in a, a raucous environment. I don't I don't feel bad teasing this, but yeah, laying laying a seven and a half straight up not happening on my card. Yeah, Saints. Uh, by the way, like shame, shame on us for missing this under on Sunday. I think yeah. I just wanted no part of this game, so I didn't even cognate. <laughs> like, I didn't even process. Uh, you were not, you weren't cognating. You were spilling drinks. I was spilling drinks. I was, this was bet down from 47 to 43. Uh, that is absolutely the right direction. Uh, the Saints' defense is 100% bona fide. The Giants' defense should find some ways to make James look bad in this one. They, they're I'm still fine with them. And the Giants offense can't score in the red zone. And I'm never scared of them whenever they are in the red zone. And what were your thoughts real quick before we move off the Giants? What were your thoughts on uh, Joe Judge's comments today? Uh, it made me like this teaser even more. <laughs> okay. like, if What was it? If Bill Gates, Bill Gates, if spreadsheets could win games, Bill Gates would be like in the Hall of Fame or something. Just asinine stuff. Yeah. Um, um, Saquon um, Barkley, am I, am I not though? pronouncing it right? I don't know. Saquon? Is it Saquon? Is it Saquon? No, I think Saquon? it's Saquon. Remember, it's we Sa didn't say we didn't say Tyrod Taylor's name right for many, it's many Tyrod, years. Yeah. Oh, it is Saquon. Oh, I, I see. I like calling him Sack because it's like Sack Lodge from Wedding Crashers, which always cracks me up. Also, um, when, yeah, they don't abbrevi they don't shorten it to say it's no, Sack. So I'll say Saquon. Sack. Oh, I say it Sack. I say okay. Sack all the time. Uh, real quick uh, on the Joe Judge comments. The first part of that comment actually was more revealing than the second part. Did you get that? Where he was yeah. like, I don't, I'm not operating from a place of fear. Okay. Well, good to know. Good to know my coach isn't a pussy. He's just an idiot. Okay. I, I feel much better now. Right. Okay. Like, and honestly, if he starts going for it on fourth downs now, like Dan Campbell style, like just to prove that he's not a pussy, like, okay. Like that, that won't shock me. Uh, anything could happen at this point in terms of the Joe Judge experience. But I can tell you that the call, if they do go for it, it's not going to work because they're going to call Jason Garrett play call. So, yeah. if you know, they're kind of screwed. Um, they're kind of screwed regardless. And, uh, in, you know, before finally moving off, I don't like the Giants as a franchise. I don't like the Maras. I don't like what they, you know, I don't I like, like the, I don't like the power, the power they wield within the sport. I like Rooney Mart, Rooney Mart too. Um, but I don't, I don't like the power they wield within the NFL uh, ultimately. And I don't like what they do with that power. Uh, and I, 
think ultimately, if you are a Giants fan, you need to reckon with the fact that the fish rots from the head here. The Mara's put Gettleman in charge. The Mara has okayed the judge hiring. The Mara's okayed the uh the you know the jason garrett bringing him in even though they played against the guy every year for like 10 years um and so you know they somehow don't catch any of this uh you know any of the scrutiny for the giants overall being an embarrassment of a franchise even though they are in the uh you know in the in the biggest city and for all of the nfl and they're right in in the, the, the biggest the, little city the in biggest new york. little city in new york that's they're in they no it's not the big apple big apple but, but that you know, and you know, NFL is headquartered there, biggest media market in the United States, and the Giants and the Jets are a fucking embarrassment. And for whatever reason, the ownership doesn't really get much scrutiny, and I think they ought to get more for the way they run that. Franchise. Yeah, other other owners get a lot of a lot of hell. So, um, <laughs> Dan in the Slack says he's going to call the cops because you're murdering the Giants. <laughs> I I didn't like I I also like I don't like the Mar or the Maris, but man, I didn't think we were going to do this today. Like, okay, I'm fine. Well, with it. No, I'm, I'm, fine. I'm fine. This is where we are with these guys. No, we are. We, 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 I mean, we can read. Shit. Don't don't worry. I'm sure they're in some primetime games coming up. We can read. We can do this all we'll over read. again later this yeah. season. Don't worry. And for for the record, I was joking. When I say Saquon, I totally knew is I've just said it so long that I just say it now. Like, oh, I, I like it because I, I like to call him Sack. We call him Sack yeah. Barkley. Like Sack and I Barkley, think that's yeah. I just keep calling it that. And then I will get in front of this too. <laughs> trying, trying again if you're watching this live or if you're watching this secondarily, trying to set the thumbs up record this week. I've never gotten to a hundred. Please Ooh. give me a thumbs up. That's all, right. all I want in my life. Producer Dan, right. let's move on to page two. Page two of the games, we are at Casey at Philly. Boy, this is the one we talked about a lot during the game. Man. This was a, oh, my God, what's Casey going to open now versus Philly because Philly is looking horrid. Oh, Philly did look horrid. I've already spoken to what I thought, uh, you know, bad game plan by Sirianni, bad use of your young quarterback, bad use of the offense, and the defense was hurt had some holes in it to begin with and then suffered an injury in the secondary. I was Fletcher Cox when he sat on his ass there. I was like, Oh no, this is not good either. And turns out he was just tired. He just wanted to break. <laughs> so like dodged the bullet there, but uh, Eagles not good. This is still a lot of points on the road for a team that we've seen not look good on defense. And yes, this is a team that I'm probably not getting in front of because they can just turn it around like that on offense. All of a sudden we're not throwing turnover worthy passes and we're not giving it to CEH as much. It, it's Clyde Edwards, L If anybody wanted any pronunciation help on that guy's name, but if they can use him less and then, you know, make some of these smart decisions we've seen for the past few years, all of a sudden this offense just puts up 35 on people. And it's a lot harder for other teams to win when you score 35, that's just math. So I, th this total is high. And this Eagles line is getting too many points, and I'm scared to take either. Talk me into something here. Uh, how could you play this game, honestly? Uh, <laughs> Hold on. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, if you guys like, if you guys want to just yeah, if, maybe give me a nine, an eight hundred number. <laughs> realistically, realistically. Um, my well, let me pull up my fair. My fair probably says bet Philly, and there's no way I could get involved with Philly after what we just saw, especially because we now know concretely. Oh, excuse me, my my fair actually says Casey. I'm at nine here for Kansas City. 
So if you want to lay the points with the Chiefs, I'm not stopping you. If you want to tease the Chiefs, I'm not stopping you. Um, I don't think that the Eagles, the Eagles lost a lot of players in that game. They have a lot of guys, important guys dinged up. Their secondary stinks. Um, their offensive line is hurting now. On top of it, that was one of their strengths week one when we thought this offense might be feisty. A ton of it was because the offensive line was doing a great job uh, of giving Hurts, you know, the the time and space he needed to operate. Um, <clears throat> it's all gone sideways on them relatively quickly here. Uh, I The path to victory for the Eagles is a little murky here. Like, I'm not even sure what your game plan is. Um, <clears throat> you're not stopping Mahomes, so you literally must – you're going to have to operate in a – a much more aggressive offensive attack than what you what we saw versus Dallas, and the fact that they didn't even really have the ability to go score for score with Dallas from the first whistle is a concern. Um, Jalen Hurts playing from behind, not not for me. Um, seven and a half is a big adjustment from what we saw last week, but um, I don't I don't know what the case is to back the Eagles. Some, pe- yeah, some people have asked uh, mentioned Philly steam total. Philly steam total is going to be like twenty four. Yeah, go, it's gonna go be a watch big that game. offense. I mean, the Dallas defense, as much <laughs> as I dogged on it a little, better than the Chiefs. And you might get to this in garbage time, but maybe Eagles first half team total under Chiefs first half. I'm not sure how to attack this. I'm, I, I'm pretty much on market, I guess, but I'd still just don't trust the Chiefs defense to cover a number. They just haven't done it for so long. I still think we're paying a premium on this team that's kind of run over from last year. So I'm staying away from this one. Yeah. And then see Femi bringing it up. Chiefs, this is Andy Reid returning to Philly. It's homecoming week. Also, fun fact, he can win his 100th game with the Chiefs. Oh, really? And he would be, I believe, the first coach to have 100 wins with two different franchises, which is quite the – because, I mean, a lot of the greatest that's coaches cool. of all – think of all the greatest coaches of all time. Belichick didn't, didn't coach, even do it. He didn't yeah, he didn't, he didn't really coach at two different places for a long time. Landry yeah. and some of the – you know, uh, who's uh, – Did Dungy uh, do it Dolphins with the Bucks coach. and the Colts? He might I don't think so. I don't think he was there the places long there enough. you got to be somewhere a while to win 100 games. So uh, kudos to Andy Reid. Even if he doesn't get it this week, he will get to his 100 wins sometime. Hopefully he's feeling better, staying hydrated, and we're moving on to Buffalo. What about Don Shula? Did he do it with the Colts and the Dolphins? I really doubt he did it with the Colts. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I'm going to look that up. I want to know who else has 200 wins. I think he had like three quarters of his wins. Um, About Dick Vermeil with the Chiefs and the Rams. God, you know how many wins Shula had? 347. He had a lot of wins, yeah. Most of them were with Miami, though. Yeah, I think Um, it was mostly Miami. So, Anyone anyone who bet an early number on uh, KC, I I don't think... Good job. You made a great bet. If you bet a late number on KC... Probably still making a good bet, in my opinion. I don't know why I didn't bet this game. I don't know why I didn't bet the Chiefs. They're gonna, they should, this should be one way traffic. Um, Chiefs having covered since, uh, since I had short hair, uh, I can tell you that much. Uh, it's been a long time, and I, but I think, I, honestly, I think they finally, uh, yeah, last, they finally popped. I mean, out. pre pre vaccine, they covered, yeah, that's true. Pre pandemic, <laughs> they covered. Houston took some money. Houston opened up uh, 17 and a half at some places, which is a lot of points in today's NFL. And they took some money. And yes, I, I know the Bills looked very, very good. And Houston looked pretty bad on the Thursday night. But Houston has a long stretch to prep for this game. And Buffalo certainly 
any team might be looking past them here at, at the next game. There's no incentive for a team to win by three scores. You don't need to win by three scores. A one-score win counts just as much in your record. The only thing is, of all the teams in the league, you said, like, <laughs> it, it's like, hey, like, Andy, if you had to rank teams based on how much do they keep their foot yeah. pinned to the floor of the gas pedal with a yeah. lead, Bills are top one. It, if you if you power rank the teams that I would lay double digits with, Bills are one with a yeah. bullet. They are one with a bullet. Um, they do have KC next week, though. <laughs> That's the thing. You kind of like, set that up a little. I sympathize with uh, the people taking the plus um, 17. I get it. Uh, maybe a plus damn. 10 first that half. Is a I don't know. Big, that is a big game. That is a big one. KC Buffalo. Let's, yeah. assume, let's assume we just talked about KC. Let's assume they take care of business at Philly. Let's assume TCB. Buffalo doesn't do something stupid. Buffalo will be 4-1 and one, hosting a 2-2 two and two Kansas City team. Kansas City may be looking up at the standings at either three and one LA, who has a win, a head to head win against them, three and oh, I'm excuse me, four and oh, or three and one Denver, four and oh, or three and one Vegas. Like they're going to be on there, they're still going to be at the bottom of the uh, AFC regardless of what happens this weekend. Um, what is the current look ahead on that Casey Buffalo game? My God, that's going to be a good one. Sunday Night Football, too. Oh God, We're, we've been blessed yeah. with some good Sunday nights. Damn it, it's in KC. You want to guess what it is? Without looking, in KC. Uh, let me just. I'm going to punch my numbers in quick. That's a. Oh man, my spreadsheet's being slow. Real quick, so uh, while gonna, you're I'm looking that up, I, real quick while you're looking that up, Barry Thompson brings in an interesting point. We didn't mention Casey looking ahead. That's true, but ultimately, if you are one and two. I make it up. You don't look ahead as much, right? It's much more if everything's going swimmingly and you're playing a lackluster opponent and you have a big game on deck. That's more likely where you see some issues. What's what do you what do you make it, Andy? KC minus a half. Current look ahead. KC three and a half. <laughs> I am off market. So Buffalo Bills money line might be in your future on the opener. I was planning on betting that all summer. And I don't know if I'm going to have the stones for it uh, come next week. We'll see. Got to gauge kind of the health of the Chiefs as they come out of this. Fight. I feel like there's a decent chance <laughs> I make a Chiefs adjustment after this game. Yeah. I guess the question is, Do you, it's not going to push it over three, though. You're going to have massive value on Bills. Yeah. It's not gonna. It's I'm not. Like, this, is, this isn't. I you're not. Your this, number from where you are, and I'm, oh, let me look at where I'm at too, because I I think I'm probably right with right right there with you. I haven't. You know what? Adjusted this much. Is the week, either of these. This is the week I bet look ahead. I'm gonna bet them for quarter unit. I'm gonna go smaller on it, but I'm gonna run all my look ahead numbers, make some decisions on here's games that I feel like that have a low chance of going the wrong way and affecting me negatively, and I'm gonna bet some look aheads. I'll have an article out Friday. Fuck. Okay. Final point on this game. I played the over. Uh, it is it's moved against me two weeks in a row now. I bet Bills overs and the market has spit in my face. I don't care. Um, Bills can score 47. Yeah, how did it go last themselves. week? <laughs> it was not competitive, honestly. Half time, and I think it was over. I, and honestly, this is such a similar this is such a similar matchup, and it's in Buffalo again. The wind isn't even going to be even remotely an issue this week. Uh, and honestly, like we said on Thursday Night Football, Last week, uh, Davis Mills could spin it, and 
you know, with a full week of uh, actually 10 days of preparation for Houston, I think they can score some points on this Bills defense. Bills defense, not as good as their metrics say right now. No way, no how. A bookmaker doesn't um, look So I think, uh, I think Bet Online might have it up. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go over there. I'll check Nitro. Uh, Bet Online has three and a half flat right now. Allegedly. I, I'm not looking at it. I'm looking at the odd screen. Um, okay. The Buffalo Bills, we can move on. Over 47 is a play for me. Let's talk about Cardinals Rams. So historically. This this is the one that I let get away from me. I wish I'm going to just say it right off the bat. I wish I had a bet Arizona off the open. Not because it moved, because I did my numbers too no, late. You know it moved what? and I'm mad. No, we talked about it and we said this is going to move in favor of Arizona. But I thought we both cognitively made the decision to not take that. I know, but then I did my numbers, and it's even better than I thought. Oh, it is? Oh, yeah, where are you at? I'd have to check, but it, I so, just feel like I, I thought I was. Like what was all that eating crow with the Rams earlier? Well, I think I'm eating crow on both teams. Oh, okay. I was wrong. Oh, on both yeah, teams. that's true. I, you were wrong on both. Teams. I, I'm wrong on both teams. I'm equally wrong on both I teams. I got to think of more teams I was right on. You know what the My, Chiefs yeah. won? I played a Chiefs team total. <laughs> Dude, under. We were very right on the AFC in general. I feel. Uh, um, but yeah, I. The Raiders I may be the one exception. I have this at a three point seven. I'm at I four. Still play it. I'm at so, four. I'm and maybe I'm it. happy. Maybe I'm happy just staying off this because maybe I was wronger. On the Rams, that's fine. <laughs> but this will be a really fun one to watch. And a big thing we touched on all off season and during our previews for sure was the Cardinals were a completely different team after Kyler Murray hurt his shoulder. And we said, God, they were fun for like six weeks. Like that, the beginning of the season, that offense was wild. It was great. And I don't know if that's what we're gonna see. This division's gonna be nuts. Yeah, it just, especially it if Seattle gets their shit together. My both God, and if if Trey Lance is like, yeah, this is this is a good game. I still lean Cardinals. I probably won't bet this one. What do you think of this total? Oh, here's a question for you. you ready? Say? You ready for this yeah, question? Uh, the Cardinals are four and a half point dogs at the Rams. Is this that was the, not a question? Oh. Is this the <laughs> is this the biggest spread we see? in an NFC West divisional game this season. I can see Seattle sliding further though. Like you can see the them only falling way, apart entirely. Yeah, the only way you, this gets bigger is like Seattle falls apart and at the Niners or at the, you know, at the Rams later in the season they're just a 5 5 and a half point dog because they keep going worse. So, this is yeah, it's funny how Seattle's the one sliding down. And again, everybody's one. These are fragile teams. Like, uh, you know, um, yes. Kyler Murray, he's a little guy, one bad in, not even a bad injury, but again, it, it, it wasn't even injury that kept him out. It was a shoulder injury. And all of a sudden that offense was different. The Niners are extremely fragile. The Rams defense is very fragile and the brains up in Seattle are fragile. <laughs> so this division is just teetering on a razor's edge there, but yeah. it's been fun. And I'm, I'm excited for this game. Won't be betting it. There are how many head-to-heads in the NFC West over the course of the season? Uh, each team plays six games, but you knock it down every time. Uh, how many divisional games are there in a season? <laughs> <laughs> this is such a hard math problem. Deer in the sunlight. Right, six so plus, it's six plus four plus it's six plus four plus six two. plus four plus two. So twelve. Twelve. Okay. Uh, underdogs. In the NFC West games, go what this season? Just blind betting the dogs. Eight and four. 
Yeah, that's where I feel too. That's the way I feel too. We might not even be right about that 12. We, we got there. No, no, no. I think that's right. correct. I think no, right. I'm pretty sure that's correct. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, I, you know, eight and four. Wrong, eight and four. This like, uh, honestly, like these 12 games are all going to be a coin flip. D- there's no home field advantage for any of these teams, except maybe in prime time in Seattle. Um, next week, by the way, LA Rams go to Seattle in prime time, right? That's uh, that was the Thursday other, that night was the other part. Thursday night football is Rams at the Seahawks in prime time, which is exciting. Yeah, somebody brings um, up Seattle not scoring in the third quarter of the season. That is like the, wild. The, Weird. the second half, the second half should have just been as a whole Bad adjustments rough. in general. And yeah, yeah the, um, Josh Wilkin brings up, you know, he bet the Rams at the Seahawks. That's the other part about this. Like, I'll talk about a look ahead as far bet as the dogs. You got, yeah. you, you got. I mean, it's not like you want to let this one get away. These are both important games against teams, but going up to Seattle's tough. That's a big test for them if they want to be uh, an NFC power. Yep. So. File this one away. The current look ahead right now is Rams minus one. So if the Rams do well and beat and cover against the Cardinals and then the Seahawks lose to the Niners, certainly you're going to get a three. That's going to go up, so you will have had made a nice play, Josh. But um, but that adjustment, there's, there's a potential that Thursday night's going to be an over-adjustment in favor. If it... If there's an over-adjustment, it's 100% in favor of the Rams. If the Rams do well here and if the if the Seahawks do poorly. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah, if Arizona I somehow beats the Rams and Seattle looks great against the Niners, you're not going to see – it's still going to be around a pick, I would say. So there's only – that's one of those where there's just you know one-way variance, in my opinion. Um, it was, what's that called? An asymmetrical outcome? That's one way there's an asymmetrical outcome. So if you're betting to look ahead and, and you feel the Rams are the right side, you might as well get it now. Um, one other point about why I didn't play the Cardinals at six when my number said four without even adjusting. Uh, McVay owns these guys. He owns Cliff Kingsbury. I don't know what it is. He, they always tend to absolutely throttle this offense. I don't know why. I do not have the answer. We I have... I've never seen a Cardinals team go head go into LA, host LA, and put up any kind of a fight. I, I do think, like as much as nice things I've said about the Cardinals, Kingsbury's still not a good coach. I, I worry about that sometimes. So, no, yeah, that's I'm been happy. that's that has not changed from what we've seen. Yeah, this year. nothing, nothing changed there. It's not like no, oh, no, he's Ky- good now. So. Kyler Murray is succeeding in spite of his coaching, much in the way Dak Prescott is succeeding in spite well, of his coaching. In my opinion, well, here's a final thought on this one: Was Brandon Staley the reason? Though we'll find out. Stay Ooh. tuned. Four Ooh. Eastern, Ooh. one Pacific. Rams said, let's go. Let's go to the other NFC West matchup then. Seattle, uh, San Francisco. You have any appetite for a, any appetite for a Cardinals team total over them? Rams defense hasn't been been much of anything this season. What was that total like? Fifty four. We are going to get something in the ballpark of a twenty four and a half. If I can get a twenty four, even if it's Ooh, juicy, I'll probably play a, that. There's a flat twenty four minus one fifteen out there right now. Yeah, I'll play that. That's a fun day. secret pod team total. Well, either that one or Tampa. Oh. Are you worried at all about Tampa? Nah, not really. That's kind of the one I'd rather play because that's 28, and it'll be fun. Let's play them both. All right. Well, big week, big week. Consider right, your Seattle. yeah. Consider it. That's our. That's our. That to me, that's my second power ranked team total. Arizona Cardinals over 20. What did I say? 24 and a half. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's move on. 
to the Seattle Seahawks versus the Niners. <clears throat> I took the three. I was one of those people. I took the three points. I said, in the same sort of spirit where just take the dog in all of these NFC West matchups because the margins are so narrow. Uh, I feel that Russell Wilson always tends to play especially well against this Niners defense. They cannot get home against him. They just can't get him. Nick Bosa's might have eight pressures and zero sacks. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, DK Metcalf and uh, Tyler Lockett, brilliant matchup against the secondary for the Niners that not only got came into that Green Bay game injured, but then lost more important pieces in that game. Um, this is now a very tough test for the San Francisco 49ers secondary. The market did not really adjust at all. Um, Jimmy G put together an, an impressive half of football and I guess threw the stink off, but I, I was there at halftime. I remember commenting on the Jimmy G experience. I remember the, him, you know, the, the incredibly funny fumble that he had where he was facing backwards and tried to throw a pass. But oh, my God. Um, He's like, it was a pass. They're like, yeah, it was, but it went backwards <laughs> funny. Yeah, and I mean, it, it, the teams that the Seattle has lost to were quarterbacked by Ryan Tannehill and Kirk Cousins. Now, those are not sexy names if you are trying to rattle off quarterbacks that are, uh, you know, that are especially fun to back, all right? Those guys often get forgotten. Because they, you know, they're they're just just they seem like just a couple of guys. You know, they're always kind of in that ten range. But those guys flirt with five to ten with my numbers every year. Kirk Cousins clearly playing in the top five range right now. Uh, Ryan Tannehill is just outside the top ten for me right now. But um, you know, Jimmy G is not close <laughs> to the quality at all in my opinion and i don't think uh even with the uh, kyle shanahan that, all, everything that's going on right now with the san francisco 49ers I, I don't i don't like it i don't like it the, th the thing you're saying though like you could be saying the same thing about the seahawks in my mind yeah um and that's where i'm again this is the same thing as the arizona game i make this like one and a half and I just, I'm going to, if I'm not betting, I'm either betting both of these or I'm betting neither. Cause I feel like these dogs should go in one and one. And they, I make, I make value on both dogs. You're right. This is kind of the same thing too. Seattle plays these guys so close. All these games, like uh, give me a, give me a line, uh, a prop and do it like a, a shitty legal book, you know, one way prop that we would see where they don't give you a choice. No offense guys, but those are kind of sketchy sometimes, but give me the game. The, the spread comes down to the final play. Like there's a play that would affect the spread. Minus 350, the... minus 400. <laughs> it's, it's like it's You'd have to parlay yeah. it with something. Like, yeah. uh, how many, oh man, there's been these some guys, absolute yes. classic. These, these two teams play to a coin flip every single time out, which is, and they should have played to a tie the first time they went head to head last year, right? Really? Or was that two years ago? Um, yeah. I, yeah, this this is going to be extremely close. I took the three just because it's a divisional game. There's no home field advantage for the Niners and the Seahawks. They have Russell Wilson, and the and, and the Niners don't. That's all I got. I might live bet both these dogs during Sunday's action. Sucks <laughs> around at the same time, truthfully, but I'm excited for these. So, ooh, that'll be fun. Okay, Baltimore, Denver. I don't know if we need to talk too much. We kind of covered it Sunday. We will I, get a little more into it. Let's pick. But, let's take a different angle than everybody else has covered. You want to we bet? We bet the Ravens. 
on the, the Raven look at. I took the money line. I think you took a point and a half. Would you uh, say you left that Sunday show into Monday feeling medium or high confidence in that play? See, I'm high confidence. I like it. And would you say your so confidence has stayed the same or gone down as the week up. has progressed? Your confidence has gone up. Oh, yeah. Um, the, getting the, getting the receivers off the IR, I think that's going to make a world of difference to this oh, offense. Cool. Having some more receiving options, cool. even against. And then we've had injuries for Denver too. Like the, right. another another wide receiver goes down, and again, this is and see if this makes any sense to you. I, I have trouble phrasing this properly, but it's almost like the you don't know what you don't know thing, where. Yes. Um, let's say you, 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 you're able to look back at two teams. One team finished, you know, 12 and five, another team finished eight and nine. They both in some alternate universe, they both played the first three weeks against the bottom three teams in the league. Like the one team was a mirage, but we didn't know they were a mirage. We said, maybe they're a mirage because they played bad opponents. We were right. They turned out to be a 500 team. They were never going to beat teams that were better than them. They were going to beat teams that were worse than them. Now, the other team turned out to be a 12-5 and five team. I think the Packers did this the other year. We're like, oh, okay, they're good, but their opponents were shit. Like, are they going to be good 30, or not? Yeah. So, yeah, so it's a it, – this is this is a real big uh, junction for them. And I'm fine going against it because I was high enough on the Broncos – but with the Chubb injury and the receiver injuries, like it is probably a little bit of a letdown spot for a team that, again, you really, really, really did play some awful teams. And we're not going to get to the end of the year and find out those teams weren't awful. I really do think they were three of the bottom five teams in the league. And I, I believe in the Ravens. I believe in the coaching. I believe in, you know, again, a little bit of a tough spot here for, but I make the Ravens favored here. Okay. Uh, I feel the same way, and I I posed this question to a couple of our sharp friends. Suma, I asked Rob, I asked uh, Jay from PointsBet what he thought about this, and they the answer that I got was basically Denver hasn't just played bad teams. They have skullfucked them. Right. No one used that. No one used that language, by the way. Don't mean to yeah. disperse our good friends. Um, but it, it what it wasn't, you know, the basically the telltale sign of a good team as opposed to a fraud is they don't just roll into Motown and win by the skin of their teeth with a 66 yard field goal. They go and they throttle the bad teams in the NFL. Yeah. And there Denver some, has there done. some drops. There were some drops in that Baltimore I, I, game too that I think would have affected this line. I don't disagree. And if it wasn't yeah. for a fifty-five yard field goal by the Raiders kicker week one, they win that game too. Yeah. I mean, like you know, Ravens could very easily be a comfortable three zero with a win against the Chiefs. Like that, that's that is very there's a there's a world where that happened, a reality where that was a thing. Um, the fundamental, uh problem that I have or why my confidence has gone down as the week has gone on is because everything points Ravens in this game. The look ahead line was three and a half. It's now plus one. The injury news all broke in favor of the Ravens. Everything's going great for the Ravens. Players back. It, you know, guys off COVID. You know, fully healthy. Broncos 
lots of injuries. They lose Hamler on top of Judy, on top of Chubb, on you know, name guys on that team they're losing, right? Matchups favor the Ravens. They have a great running attack. They're fast. They have tight ends they can use to attack this this uh, Broncos team. Um, you know, the Broncos' strength on defense is clearly their secondary. Simmons is amazing safety. He's got incredible cornerbacks working alongside of him. They are a great pass pass defense. Uh, but Ravens don't care. That's what they're not, you know, the, they are in trouble when you force force them to pass, not the other way around. Uh, and so I don't understand why there's all these boxes checked in favor of the Ravens and they, they haven't flipped favorite yet. That's killing me. Somebody out there is either keeping this line down because they're waiting for later in the week to pound the hell out of the Ravens, or they are genuinely convinced that there is something about this Broncos team that a lot of us in the handicapping community uh, are missing. Do you do you know what I'm saying? Right, like like when you expect because we you expected this line to flip favorite when you bet it on Sunday. Am I wrong? Yeah, I was hoping for a little more uh, help in the market with this. But again, I, I'm going to trust my stuff here. I'm going to trust the spot. And yeah, it's and somebody does mention the tight, tight end funnel. I think we do might we might have a bit of a ton of tight end funnel at Fangio. I don't know. Fangio's defense is fine, but I don't I still don't trust him as a good head coach. OK, so fundamentally, I'm not though, sure. I'm not sure. Fundamentally, though, we have ever agreed on a game. Why? Why? Why the Seahawks? Why didn't this? Uh, why didn't they flip favorite? I don't. Do you think there's just enough enough uh, juice in the market behind Denver? Might be actually a good team. Like they covered they do, three like, straight weeks, and those people who have all those winnings keep going back to the window. Is that what you're describing? Yeah, I, I'm not sure. Do those people bet early in the week? Um, you know, we're, we're getting to the days where limits are up now, and I guess we'll find out where the sentiment is now. But I just. I, I really don't think I could back this this offense. Like we saw it versus a Jets team, and maybe it was a case of the same kind of break that I gave to Cleveland, saying you know they didn't do much, but they didn't have to do much. You could probably say the same thing, uh, you know, regarding what Denver did versus the Jets. Like you didn't have to go out there and light the scoreboard up. So I and also maybe um, is this ever going to come into play? Colorado's a legal state. Not for bookmaker, not for pinnacle. Uh, there's know, resistance. I, there's resistance at the market. Make basically the the, the yeah. summary of what I'm saying. There is resistance at the market making shops that is betting Denver, and I. There is no obvious reason why, aside from a circus up there. Aside from the kind of the very soft conclusion that Denver's bona fide and legit, and yeah. Baltimore's not. Yeah, I mean, you you have decent limits at Circa. I know, like, yeah, most of the, uh, I don't know what what limits are at uh, the other books. Like, what's else up there? Monarch has one, and points bets. I don't think anyone's taking a lot early in the week. Um, obviously, bookmaker is, but that's you know the offshores, which you can access in Colorado, I suppose. Circa, so. at, for what it's worth, Circa's been one way. Uh, yeah. They opened at uh, Baltimore plus 110. It's down to plus 100. They never, they have not, they got to resistance at plus 100, but uh, there's been no, um, there's been no back and forth at that point. Look at this. Abnormally, he's either trolling us or he's, he, he's actually against us. Denver, biggest bet of the week. 
That's because he's a he's a Denver now he's <laughs> full blown Denver. Well, now, resident. see, I wonder if that is serious or not. Because if I win, it's, I'm because taking it my money and I'm going. It to It doesn't even house. have to be. It doesn't even have to be AD. Somebody out there is very confidently betting the Denver Broncos, and yeah. that person, whoever they are, has respect. And I think, uh, whereas I would have been banging the drum, this is the best. Like like basically if the Ravens had flipped favorites here and we had a good number, I would be just going bananas. Like these are all the great reasons why this is the best bet of the week, you know, but it's, there's something that I don't love about the way the market is moving on this one. That's all I yeah. have to say. I'm, I'm fine where I'm at. I just, you know, I, I still believe in my numbers here and hopefully zoom into the show. Yeah. I don't know if AD should show his face. Like that seems that seems dangerous. You know, you got to keep the keep the haters at bay. Um, we'll more. set them up. We'll set them up with one of the funny kind of uh, 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 grayed out uh, voice I've, modulators at some I've point. I've been busy. I haven't been in the golf chat as much. Like I didn't even know about the haunted house until like today. So sorry. Like I'll 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 be more active now that it, it is Sanderson Farm Week. I'll get big and I'll get big into the chat. <laughs> Go on. In fact, you know what? I'm changing hats. You, you tee this one up. All right, Pittsburgh takes on Green Bay. Uh, interesting one because after we saw the Packers uh, could not lose. Ooh, look at you with your Giants hat. Um, you worried about the belt belt injury at all? No, I don't have them to win the series. I just need oh, to win the division. Oh, okay. Well, hang the fuck on, San Francisco Giants. Um, the Green Bay Packers are coming off a very impressive uh, win on Sunday Night Football. They not only beat the Niners, they beat the Niners and the refs and Jerome Boger's crew. Uh, congratulations to the Packers. Can't keep Aaron Rodgers down. Um, and they take on a Steelers team that presumably someone out there who loves Pittsburgh and loves the Steelers is still willing to walk to the window and bet on this team. Um, and the line got adjusted out to seven which to me seemed fair, uh, but then got bet down to six and a half. So riddle me that one. Uh, somebody is really willing to walk and support this Steelers franchise considering the state of Ben Roethlisberger's arm and brain, which to me looks like is not a state that is capable of performing at the NFL level and ought to be replaced at some point this season. Otherwise, this is going to be a lost season for the Steelers and developing some of your young talent. Um, not to say that they have better options on the roster, but the way the Ben Roethlisberger is running this offense is very, very concerning. And the Matt Canada Ben Roethlisberger honeymoon lasted one week, which is amazing. The defense is banged up already. Uh, are you expecting a TJ Watt to make a return? Is that what caused that half point trick tick in the market? He's not worth a half point. He's very good. He helps. He might be against the Packers. I mean, maybe that they've been fine, you know, and that's the biggest thing I will say about the Packers in that game, despite the refs, despite the Niners playing well for parts of that game, their offensive line looked a lot better than we were worried about. Like we were worried they're down multiple offensive linemen. Uh, Bosa's going to eat lunch. Buster Posey is bust. This is how little I pay. Is Buster he Posey is on the team still? Amazingly. A lot of the guys from the that are still playing, and I, I, they're they're performing at a high level somehow, even though they are our age. <laughs> he was on the IR the day I went and got this hat at the park. 
they're giving these away, which was funny. But yeah, the the offensive line for Green Bay playing much better than that. That was a big concern for me going into that Niners game when we had we were sitting on those Green Bay tickets and we said, you know, that they have multiple replacement players on the offensive line and there's a good, decent pass rush coming at them. I thought they did just fine. If that's going to be a concern with the Niners that was assuaged, I think we can assuage <laughs> it with the uh, going up against this pass rush for Pittsburgh. It is in Green Bay. I'm pretty close to this number. I have no interest in this game. So not only is Buster Posey playing, he is catching and he is batting third for the San Francisco Giants who have over 100 wins and are on the cusp of locking up the NL West. Playing sleeping the lowly with, a, sleeping with this hat on. <laughs> Amazing, man. Um, okay. Uh, this was an easy pass. I hate, you know, I usually stay away from teams after big emotional wins like the Packers had on Sunday night. Uh, they ought to take care of business here if they're as good as we think they are. Um, and I guess if, I, I don't have any rooting interest in the Packers doing anything in like long term so i guess i'll root for the steelers to win and hope that the market kind of gets confused again about whether this team is good or bad so that we maybe have a couple more opportunities this early fall to go against the steelers uh you know as they, they get the steelers for instance they go uh they go home and host the denver broncos next week the current you know the preseason look ahead there was steelers minus four and a half uh the current look ahead you want to guess what that is one more time, Steelers. Steelers hosting the Broncos next week in a neutral neutral time, you know, one o'clock time Sunday. I mean, what do we got? Bronx, Bronx minus two. Minus two on the nails. Uh, so that is already flipped from Steelers minus four and a half to Broncos minus two. Um, it'd be nice though if the Steelers do something awesome and that's like a pick 'em or something like that. I wouldn't mind going to war with the Broncos in that spot. Um, but ultimately the Steelers team is in for a long year. Um, if you had to guess right now, you probably think they finished fourth in the AFC North. Yeah, something like that. Right, yeah. right up, to, right up there. Fourth. Packers going to get a clean Packers going to get a clean win in the NFC North. Man, the matchups versus Minnesota is going to be weird too. If their defense doesn't start to play out because Minnesota can score and then, Green Bay has to play an AFC North that's playing better than we thought in a few spots. This is a this is gonna be a year for Green Bay. This is gonna be a tough one. Hopefully, Green Bay is a little underrated once they get to the playoffs because I do like them in that spot for sure. Okay, okay, cool. Well, let's move on to the main event. <clears throat> Should we even cover this one? I think everyone else is going to. You know what's funny? Uh, this is my third most interested. Oh, excuse me, my fourth most interested in primetime game of this week and next week i am more interested in chiefs bills i'm more interested in Rams seahawks i'm more interested in raiders chargers this week than i am tampa bay taking on new england this is presumably this is patriots porn i guess that's like all this is like hey tommy's home tommy won all these super bowls here Touchdown, Tommy, going up against Belichick. Um, I don't have any action on this one now. I was considering the Buccaneers team total over just to have a little something here. Um, what do you think? What would you guess Belichick's approach to stopping Tom Brady will be, and will it work? 
I mean, I've, I've mentioned this before too. Like they had some injuries at the receiver. Gronk's banged up, but what a team to have injuries at the receiver. They just have like great backups. They can backfill. So uh, I don't, I don't think this uh, Patriots defense is anywhere near what we saw from what the Rams were doing. I think they're decent though. I, I think this number is probably a little too big, but at the same time, this is like the KC one where we've seen this team just go scorched earth. And I, I worry about the, the, you know, the outside stuff. I almost never take this sort of stuff into account. And that's why I think I won't be betting this or I'll join you on the, the uh, team total over. Cause like, Brady does kind of seem petty. <laughs> like, like I think it, Ryan might have the right yeah, look. Yeah, the Brady over two and a half touchdowns, Bucks team total over. Like Brady, Brady might just and to to use a phrase you've so eloquently used earlier in the podcast, Brady may just skull fuck his old mentor here for just for the lulls, and then make an, a hilarious Instagram little reel about it <laughs> the next week. Like it just. So- so, they you, have, they so have your a, answer to the question, though, is Belichick doesn't have an answer. I mean, if we're not with the person, not with his personnel, not with the personnel, and not with if, not with Brady's personnel. If I'm giving Stefanski credit and for being able to scheme against uh, somebody he coached for a few years, I'll have to give Belichick credit for knowing what Brady's up to. But again, Arians is a much better coach than Zimmer, so I'll you know it's not a it's not a mismatch as far as that in the coaching in the coaching ranks. I do believe in the Tampa Bay front office and coaching staff and what they've put together. So yeah, this, this number is pretty close to right. I'm just going to probably Let me tell you why I clear, clearly pass here. Um, yeah. A lot of injuries impacting this one uh, and a lot of moving parts with the Patriots, honestly. Um, Patriots offense has been substantially less impressive than expected. Uh, and not even Mac Jones' fault. Like, just the wide receivers suck. They're not integrating the tight ends well. The running backs have been hurt. And the offensive line is playing pedestrian as opposed to top five, which was the expectation. Uh, on the other side of the ball, the Patriots' defense has a lot of guys all of a sudden that they are counting on who you probably don't know their names. Um, they're looking for uh, – they need, they need high-level performances from Dietrich Wise and Davin Godshaw and Henry Anderson – in order to generate pressure on Tom Brady. And they're going up against all pros like Ali Marpet and, uh, and, and company in the interior of that offensive line for the Bucs. Um, and realistically, if you want to stop Tom Brady, you got to bring interior pressure. I don't think the Patriots have the horses. Maybe they have the scheme, but I do not believe it's coming. Um, secondary for the Patriots has been suspect this year. Uh, J.C. Jackson, Jonathan Jones taking a step back from what I expected given how great they played opposite uh, Stephon Gilmore the last couple of years. Jalen Mills isn't performing especially well by my grades. Uh, so I think the Patriots are going to be able to score points here. Um, not expecting to see Gronk. Are expecting to see Antonio Brown. Are expecting to see Godwin and Evans. Not expecting to see Scotty Miller. Probably yeah, a healthy dose of Gio Bernard. I like the look so that they, you know, I like the integration of Gio Bernard as a running back for the for the Buccaneers um, offense. Uh, and yeah, against again the pass pro, giving Brady time, he should pick these guys apart. Um, unless he utterly chokes, like unless it's like a prime time choke from Brady because he's all caught up in the emotions, then 
this should be one-way traffic. Tampa, um, Tampa's team Cut total is 28. If he's catching feelings. If he's catching feelings. That's the yeah. Say. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think I think and as somebody Lance McNeil here in the chat says it's a lifetime Pats fan. Brady is out for blood and will pull no punches. He'll run the score up as a dick measuring contest. Like, I think that might be kind of the, if I'm a Pats fan, that's the sentiment. Like, I remember the the Favre games when he played, you know, when he got to Minnesota and got to play the sure, Packers. Yeah. Like every I know a lot of Packers fans and they're they were like, man, he might just try to try to make us look stupid. And you know those were those were fun years, especially the first one with Favre. That was a lot of fun when he was playing up here. A lot better than when he was playing at the Jets. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see this game. This is going to be. We might not have a game like this for years and years with this much fanfare around uh, a player returning to their old team. No one's ever going to play that long with the team and have that much success and then switch teams. That's no, and then and then true. still play at a high level. This is yeah. this is very unique. Uh, no, put this on the DVR true. guys. 100%. And he's going to break he's you can bet on this. This is a market you can bet on is who catches the record breaking pass to break the all-time yardage. That's a fun one. What's the Gio Bernard price? Like 20, I think. That's no. No, 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 no. I think he was I think he was actually lower, but a couple of the like uh Brait was like 20 and you know like uh Tyler Johnson was pretty high. Like just anybody. Is it it's the it's the yardage record, I believe. Yardage record, yes. Yardage yeah. record. Yeah. They'll give him one of those uh <laughs> laminated things like they gave Brady. <laughs> if they pause the game to give Brady a laminated card, my fucking god. Uh we'll have to go live to the halftime show at that point just to kill time. Um yeah, no, that's true. All Brady that cool. may ask to play defense just to hit Mac Jones. <laughs> <laughs> so is there a market for Brady over under tackles? Yeah, I oh my god, that would be something. That's not happening. He could throw a pick and make a tackle also. Yeah, that's Uh, fair. It's like the Larry Fitzgerald thing. He has more tackles than drops. Oh, yeah. I love that stat. Um, Okay. Well. uh, Call it a week. Do you, I guess, do you want the secret pod play officially to be Tampa Bay? So you yeah, let's make it because it's, it's, it's the yeah. big game. It's more fun. Yeah, I don't have any other plays for that one. So that'll be fun. Uh, what We can get 28. Ooh, this is starting to get steamy. 28 was flat this morning. It's getting up to minus 125 at bet online. So don't bet it there. Um, there's going to be some other places where it's going to be in the 28 range. I wouldn't play over 28 and a half just because now you're asking for a fifth score. But yeah. Um, yeah, no, this should be good. Honestly, the I hope it's good. I hope it's not boring. I hope it's not an ass kicking. I hope it's competitive. I, I hope Mac Jones, I hope Mac Jones I shows I, us something. I don't think ass kicking and boring might be in the same. Like that's a good. It point. might just. It might be pretty that's funny. Just they, they will cut to Belichick so much if it's like forty nine to seven or something oh, that ridiculous. Great. That, that will be, be pretty great. funny. Hey, guess what? You people in the chat, you killed it today. Yeah, good job, guys. Thank really you. Really good stuff. If you have, we give you the thumbs, thumbs up. up. I, you know what? Yeah, if if I could click a thumbs up button for you, I would. Good job, and. Yeah, it is, it is the Belichick thing. And hey, I, um, I, truthfully, I hope Mac Jones plays okay because I have tickets on him and I'd, I'd like to see him be a decent quarterback. Hey, real quick, uh, favorite play of the week, Raiders on Monday Night Football? Yeah. Hey, yeah, real spoiler, we don't usually cover this, but we both bet the three and a half. Like the yeah. Raiders, I can't I'm, even get close to this line. Uh, three and a half, I absolutely love it. The fact that you're getting the hook on that, oh my goodness. 
That is a good one. That is that favorite, is in the queue. Favorite look of the week. Uh, we'll give you the full breakdown on Sunday. We won't forget this time. <laughs> so, all right. So, yeah, we forgot Monday Night Football last week. Yeah, we did. Just whatever. But we'll get to it. That's fine. You Can't knew what everything. my thought play was, and it was dog shit anyway. So yeah, but the second half play, you totally redeemed yourself with an absolute giant <laughs> Polish. You had a big old Polish middle spot. Oh still, yeah, but you I were so caught. You wasn't sweating right there. I was right was there. Not with sweating. You. Knew I had the wrong side. Delman Louise did through hands through. together. Knew through and through. I had the wrong side. You gotta own it sometimes. Grade a loser, move on. Find another EV play. Let's yeah. So good luck with your week four bets. If you have any questions you think of after this, hit us on Twitter. I'm always there. All right. Take care, guys. See you guys. Thanks, man. Producer Dan, be sure to let the... That's it. Hit it. Hit it. There he goes. Right now.